Hell yes, you spiritual badass. The play button you just hit brought you into a world of your own magic where you can be, do, and have anything. Where the possibilities are endless and you are limitless. I'm Janessa McKenzie, your guide on this journey, an NLP practitioner, master mindset coach, and an intuitive and lunar living expert. Join me to mix the woo with the do to elevate you to be the best version of you that you can be. Raise the collective consciousness to a higher frequency so we all rise and many, many future generations continue to rise. Help you unlearn all the bullshit and shift into the next paradigm of truth and to guide and walk with you on your spiritual path, whatever that looks like for you. So that you can find more light, love, joy, and gratitude using all the knowledge I have continue to acquire to help you live the best possible life of abundance, growth, and self-love. You can manifest your dreams. You can create your own incredible reality. You are meant for more. You deserve more. You can be, do, and have whatever you want because you are limitless. You are a spiritual badass. Let's do this. Hey, spiritual badasses, we are back. And today we're with McKenna Sage. And McKenna is co-founder and CEO of Follow Your Aliveness, uh, a global training and coaching organization dedicated to helping coaches and entrepreneurs get results in business and achieve coaching mastery. And they really just help help people with personal growth because oh yeah, see, I can't even talk today. I was just telling McKenna <laughs> before we came on here. I'm like, I feel like I'm like, blah, blah, blah. like my mind is all over the place today. So they help personal growth leaders become exceptional transformational coaches. <laughs> I got it. I did you it in it. one try. <laughs> so I'm excited to have you here, McKenna. How are you? I'm so great. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. And I'm excited to have you here. And we're going to talk about today how to find soul alignment and fulfill your purpose. But McKenna is going to share her story on how she did the same thing. Um, And we're going to talk about all the goods, the bads, the shadows, the light, the ups, the downs, the fear, the walking through it anyways. Um, And we're going to give you a whole lot of inspiration today. So. McKenna, tell us a little bit more about you and your business. I know you work with your mom. That's really cool. Yeah. So my mom has been coaching actually for 35 years. And so I grew up in in her seminar rooms because back then everything was offline, right? It was all in person. And um, I was always fascinated by her work from a really young age. Out of all the kids, there are five of us. I was the one that wanted to be in there mm. with all the adults and, and mm. participating and, you know, soaking it all up. And I, I think that was an early sign, you know, that there was something here for me. Yeah. Um, but, but I always say no one escapes their own hero's journey. So we all, if you know anything about the kind of heroes or heroines journey, it's, you know, we have to go kind of away from away from our calling to then find it again, so to speak. And so I, in my teens really went through a phase where I, where I went the other direction and thought, I don't want to do anything like what my parents do. I really want to, um, I'm going to go to business school and I'm going to, I'm going to get a corporate job. And I'm going to, you know, make a lot of money. Cause that's what people say makes you a lot of money. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, this is going to be my path. And, um, And so I did that. I went to, you know, studied international business and I really went into kind of the overachiever mindset or I don't know what you want to call that, but straight A student and, you know, over-involved in campus and all these things. And, and, you know, it was, it was a great time in my life, but I also really recognized kind of this five to 10 year period as being when I went away from, I went away from my kind of heart and my deeper knowing Um, and really into kind of my head and what I thought would get me to where I wanted to go. And in in many ways went further and further away from my true self. Um, Now I don't regret it, like I said, because of course, I I have a much deeper understanding of of what a lot of other people go through as well, and, you know, their own journeys. And, um, and it taught me so much, but, you know, 
in the end found my way back to coaching, but it did take about, I would say between, you know, university and my first business I was in for six years. So it took a good decade or more Mm -hmm. uh, before I found my path back. So, yeah. And what tipped the scale for you? Honestly, um, I was having anxiety and full-blown mm. panic attacks. Mm. Um, and it, it actually got to the point where I was having them on a daily basis. Uh, oh. So I had started a business out of college and, you know, first thought I was going to go the corporate route, one-on-one corporate job interview, sitting under the fluorescent lights in a suit, just going, hmm, I remember a life where we got to travel and live life on our terms. And I don't know if this is it, you know, so I ended up starting a business and that was doing online marketing for speakers and authors and experts and coaches. Mm -hmm. And I became really successful at it. I grew that business to six figures very quickly. I was working with New York times, bestselling authors and, you know, many very successful people in the industry. And it was great in many ways. It gave me financial freedom and it gave me flexibility. And so there was a time where I was, I was happy there. You know, I was kind of enjoying that life, moved out to California. And then I started to get that kind of nagging whisper that was Mm -hmm. like, hello, (laughs) there's something else you're supposed to be doing. What are you doing? Hiding behind the computer while you're helping all these other people, you know, make this impact but it was close enough, right? I was like, well, I am making an impact through helping these people grow their businesses. Mm -hmm. And there's a great term I reference all the time called shadow careers, which is uh, a term by Mm -hmm. Stephen Pressfield, the author of Turning Pro or The War of Art. And he says a shadow career is basically something that's very close to what you truly are meant to do or truly desire to do, but it's, it's not quite it. So it's close enough that you can convince yourself you're happy in it. And that was, that was writing copy and doing marketing for these coaches. And Mm -hmm. so what happened was I was, you know, going along about three years into that six year career, I started to get that whisper and I, I kind of ignored it. I I dabbled a little bit with the idea, but I was just like, no, I don't know, like how I would do that. Right. Golden handcuffs and making a lot of money. I, I would have to change my whole reputation. Like this is, you know, it'd be a big change. And honestly, I was terrified and, So started getting some health stuff showing up, anxiety, and, you know, I'll spare you the whole long story, but basically three years of that, Mm -hmm. um, getting worse and worse, trying everything on the physical level to heal and get better and, and realizing ultimately it wasn't physical and it was really my soul or, you know, the universe, something telling me. Hey, you're, you're supposed to be doing something different here, or you have the choice to do something different. You know, we were talking about alignment. You're not Mm -hmm. in alignment. That was basically it. And I say now that like burnout isn't just physical exhaustion, it's exhaustion Mm -hmm. of the soul and these kinds of things, anxiety to me, they are your soul or something greater kind of tapping you on the shoulder saying, Hey, there's, there's something off here that needs to change. So that's ultimately that, you know, continued escalating to the point where I was spending a few minutes every day thinking I was dying and just thought some, like, there's nothing worse than, I mean, not that there's nothing worse, but like, I've got to make a change. And I actually tried a year before I successfully made the transition. I tried to start a coaching business and I, I actually failed completely, which also added to my fear and, you know, maybe I'm not meant to do this. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until um, early 2018 that my mom actually stepped in and uh, guided me through a process to get really, really clear on what I wanted and what would happen if I didn't do it. And then really supported me, you know, became that believer and that coach and supporter to allow me to make that transition successfully. So, mm. yeah, I, and I was just going to, that was going to be one of my questions. Where was your I can only imagine like, I'm a mom. So I know that you have to let your kids like make their own mistakes and live their life, even though you're like, oh, they're biting your fingers. (laughs) She was like, I've got to let her do her thing. But I, but I know that you can, you know, whatever it is like, and you want to help them, but you know, also know that you have to just let them 
find their way. And it's, man, that's like one of the hardest things I think. Absolutely. As a human, um, you know, as a human being, being a mother is, you know, watching your kids make their own mistakes, watching them get, you know, disappointed or hurt or, you know, not hopefully not physically hurt, but like emotionally hurt. And I I know my mom did it, you know, she did it too. And she's still, she's still like, I have no idea what you do. You know what I mean? She doesn't get it at all. Mm. I mean, I don't want to say it all. She might get it a little bit, but she still doesn't quite understand it. She's like, I don't know how you make, I don't get how you make money doing this. Right. And I'm like, well, that's okay. You know, I mean, I could sit here and explain it to you, but would it really make a difference? I mean, do you really want to know, <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I can relate to that, your story. Absolutely. Because I also come from a corporate background, was in corporate for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. I've always had always wanted to run a business, but always thought that it was going to be more of a brick and mortar business. This is also like going to date myself, but this was all before the internet, right? Yeah. This was before we could just, you know, do things digitally. It was, uh, I always wanted to like open a bar or some kind of like a store or something like that people would come now in. you're doing products right so now I just kind started of, doing kind of opening yeah. a store <laughs> yeah yeah I just started doing um yeah um healing stone and crystal jewelry wire wrapping um and plan on adding more products to that line so I'm excited to do that and that that's very exciting I'm very creative anyways so like I was I was a photographer that was my very first entrepreneurial business was a photographer. Um, and I still do it for, you know, amazing entrepreneurs. I do branding photography for them. Just not something that I advertise anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still do do that. And then I pivoted about three or four times just when I said, oh, I can coach online, you know, like when I realized that I could do that and make an impact with more people, I was like, oh, okay, let's do that. And it was social media and like, man, I I did not manage anyone's social media, but it was like how to get your clients on social media, like what to post, how, like, you know, kind of like what you did, except I taught them how to do it instead of doing it for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then realized, okay, this is not it, right? Like there's more. I do not want to do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, and then went into full-blown like business coaching, but it was like very like the structured kind of five-step strategy type of business coaching, which when you step into spirituality and, or you, you know, you even like go dig deeper into yourself, you realize that how much you are doing because other people are doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. So you feel like, oh, if they're doing it this way or they're doing this, then, and they're making money at it, then it must be a good thing to do. So let me try that. And that's kind of how I, you know, have been evolving my business until now. Um, And and it's still, I mean, it's always going to evolve. It's always going to be different. I'm adding things, doing different things. I mean, who knows right now I'm coaching online, but you know, I have, I have a vision of standing on a stage and, and, and talking and doing more like retreat type of things and like really deep transformational work, but in person. Um, so I love that you're talking about that evolutionary journey because it is, it's an evolutionary journey and, and one that lasts a lifetime, you know, especially I think for everyone, not just entrepreneurs. And I think entrepreneurs have a, a different 
spin on it, you know, because we're actually changing the work we're doing in the world. And in many ways we are, if you are some kind of personal brand, then you are your business and, Mm -hmm. and it is going to be continuously evolving. And that's part of the spiritual journey and really relaxing into that. And I have to say, I think that, you know, what I hear in your story is that you've had the courage to make those changes so many times. And in my experience, that first call it a leap or a transition is more accurate because it took me about eight months to replace my six figure income. And then Mm -hmm. about 18 months to get grow to multiple six figures. Yeah. And it was a transition, you know, I didn't leap all at once. In fact, that's why I had failed the first time was I tried to just leap all at once with no real, you know, plan or support. And I wasn't making the money I needed to make to sustain myself. And so Mm -hmm. the second time when I did it, it was with support with a plan and slowly building up that business while, you know, transitioning out of what I was doing previously. But that time took so much courage. I was terrified. You know, I was like, yeah, it just felt incredibly scary. I am not a risk taker by nature. Like I always say, I'm not like the normal entrepreneurial type, (laughs) right. Who loves to take risks and make changes. I was like, nope, I'm, I'm not the typical, you know, new idea every five minutes. That's just not me. And so making this transition was so scary. And I had all the fears and doubts about why I couldn't do it. And maybe I couldn't make money doing what I loved. And maybe, you know, my mom was such an incredible coach. I would never be that good. And, you know, just all these, why would I want to put myself out there on social media and like put my whole life online? I had no interest in that. Mm -hmm. And so it took a lot to make that change and, and a lot of courage. And, but it's interesting what's happened as I first of all, stepped into the work that I absolutely love is it doesn't mean the evolution stops happening. And that's what I hear in your journey is like, right. It keeps evolving. I've, I've evolved even within the coaching and what we do a couple of times now. And even when what we do isn't evolving, I'm evolving. I just went through a a big shift recently again, and it always takes courage because stepping into the unknown always takes courage, but I do find that it gets easier, you know? So for someone who's listening to this, who's like, feels like they're really out of alignment maybe in their life or in their career or whatever it might be Mm -hmm. know that that first, that first one is like the hardest one, (laughs) but it's also like, so fulfilling. I say the moment I stepped into coaching was the moment I gave my life over to God or something greater than myself and said, listen, if I'm meant to do this, which I feel called, then I'll put in the work, right? I'll take the action. I'll go for it, but please let it work out. You know, let me not fall flat on my face. So if I do fall flat on my face, let that be like part of what I need to learn to take me to where I need to go. And it was really me saying, I feel like this work wants to come through me. I feel like there are people I'm meant to touch and I trust, you know, and I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. So that first one is the big one, I guess, is what I wanted to share. And then I do think that it gets easier um, yeah. as you continue. It does. Yeah. And I totally agree. The first one, like just going online and be saying, like, I don't think I could even say like I was a coach for probably like three months. Mm. It, and even like the first time, like even as a photographer, like I couldn't say that I was a professional photographer for I don't know, a while. And then it just kind of rolls out of your mouth after, yeah. you know, <laughs> but that first time it, it's an identity change, you know? So whether it's business, like a crappy relationship, a crappy job that you, you know, know that there's more or a situ- some kind of a situation that you're in that, you know, that this isn't where I'm meant to be, but changing it is going to be fucking hard and it's going to suck for a little while. And I don't know if I want to do that either. And that's Mm. why most humans get stuck because they're too afraid to go forward. They're too afraid to make the change. They just kind of let that the ego mind take over and be like, no, 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 we're fine right here. 
we're, we're really okay right here. But are so you really? Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting you say that because it, it, the mind does make it out that it's going to be harder. And the truth is it is hard, but it's a different hard. Yeah. When we are, we, the way the mind works is that it feels that whatever is known is safer, basically, yeah. right? Yeah. You're alive, yeah. you're breathing, you're, you're not starving, you're safe. And yeah. so the subconscious mind is working to keep us safe. And that's what 90, 95% of our brains. And so when we go to make a change, that part of us says, no, not safe. And it wants to keep us with what we're used to. But the interesting thing is, and this is where, when I was going through that, getting clear, I was willing to do whatever it took to make a change. And my mom led me through this coaching experience. I didn't even know I was being coached by the way. Yeah, (laughs) Um, That's it was, we were in Costa Rica, walking on the beach, having margaritas, just talking. Anytime I try to figure out what I wanted to do, she would distract me. It was, it was a whole different kind of coaching Mm -hmm. than I'd ever experienced, but she got me out of my mind. That was it. Every other coach I'd worked with it was in the mind and in strategy and in, you know, this other place. And this is the distinction we make with transformational coaching. It's a very different way of working with people. It's, they already have the answers within themselves, but they're not going to come from the mind. They come from somewhere deeper and then helping them actually tap into that. And so, you know, what I saw in those two days only was if I continued down this path, I would probably get very sick. Um, because my body was giving me signs already that it was just not going in a good direction. And that scared me, frankly, and it scared me enough to wake me up to how difficult things had been, you know, because what I see all the time is people go, Oh, it's not that bad. It's not that Mm -hmm. bad. Or, you know, I'll make a change just not right now when the time is right, you know, or, you know, and we, we tell ourselves these stories and the truth is when the time is right, when the time is right. And I'm like, really, when is the time ever ever going to be right? When are you ever going to really think that the time is right? You're not exactly. Yeah. And so stay right where you are a hundred percent. And so when I, you know, saw that, and I see this with people I talk to all the time is that they're just not facing how things are and how things will be if they continue, you know, and when they do face into that, then, then it's like, Oh, wait, do I want that future or do I want? And then if you can really help them connect to their dreams and their longings, you know, a great question for those of you, cause I know a lot of this sounds very theoretical. A great question for those of you listening is what am I longing for? You know, mm what was I put, what do I feel I was put on this earth to do? And by the way, you may not have answers to that second question. It's a big question, but what am I, what do I love doing more than anything? What do I contribute to people's lives? And just starting to, to get into the questioning of this or have a coach guide you through Mm -hmm. these kinds of questions is powerful because there's little clues. You know, my mom always says that life is an art you know, and, and this kind of work that we do personal development and coaching and spirituality is creating your masterpiece. And that takes one stroke at a time, you know, you're not going to see the masterpiece right away, but it takes these little pieces here and there getting closer and closer to, you know, what it is you ultimately want to do. Although of course we never get there, get there. We just continue down the path, Just continue down the path and Mm -hmm. we learn the lessons. We just keep learning the lessons and expanding ourselves. I mean, I know for myself, I am not the person I was five years ago. If you had told me five years ago, you're going to be teaching and coaching people, you know, with a spiritual, you know, um, edge to your work, (laughs) I would have been like, what? what are you talking about? Or if you'd ever said you're like, you can create your own reality. I would have thought you were out of your tree. (laughs) Like, you know, it, it is a, it's a process and it's, you know, one, a great question. I love the questions that you just mentioned. And another thing that I ask 
um, you know, people that I talk with to do is to write down as many core values as they can, Mm -hmm. as many of their own core values as they can, because a core value is something that you just do be every day in the world. Like it is innate in you. You just, there is, you didn't learn it. You didn't, you know, anything. It just is you, right? So when you write down those 10 things or more, however many, I mean, write down as many as you want, but you're going to start to see a pattern in there. And then things will become a little bit clearer. Oh, like mine are like connection. I love to, I can talk to, I'm an introvert, but I can talk to anybody and have a conversation with anybody and people just automatically like tell me their, you know, problems or life stories or like what happened to them that day. Like I'm telling you, I've had Makes some you a weird great coach. experiences. Yeah, but I, it, it does, but I've just, I've had some weird, like I was sitting at the, um, the like mechanic one day waiting for my car and there was a woman also waiting there and she was we were outside and she was just standing next to me and you know you just be nice and you're like hi hi how are you how are you and then she just starts talking about like how she had lost her son and um you know like this entire story just kind of spilled out of her like and I was like whoa you know <laughs> like of course you know I talked to her and tried to you know, do what I could to ease her pain that obviously was happening right then. She needed to get that out. And I was, you know, put there with her for a reason so that she could do that. I love that. <clears throat> it actually brings me to kind of my deeper belief. I don't actually usually talk about the spiritual side of, of business that often. Um, but it, it is a, a huge part of the way I live my life and, and run my business. And so my, my personal belief is that we all came into this world, into this life, right. For a reason. And each of our souls came with, of course, free will and choice, but also with sort of like a, I don't know, a blueprint or a soul print. I've heard it called for, you know, the most magnificent version of our lives that we could live. And yeah. And that we have the opportunity in our lives to, of course, go through, learn lessons and go through different experiences, but to follow that alignment to me is, is following the call of that, that call, right. (laughs) To your most extraordinary life. And typically what I find for many people, those of us who are called to, you know, if someone's listening to your podcast, then I know that they're either on their spiritual path or on their personal development path. Mm -hmm. And I find that people who are called to this work, so to speak, first, it starts with themselves. And then there comes a point for many, not all where, well, uh, in some ways I would almost say, I don't know. I don't like to use (laughs) generalizations or, or sweeping statements, but Everyone that I've experienced who's called to this path, it doesn't mean they're going to do it as their work, but there comes a point where they feel called to give back to others through their own journey and what they've gone through. And the unique way that they're meant to share that with others is very different for each person. And I love that you talk about the values because that's really going in and learning and getting to know yourself. Um, We have a coaching certification for, you know, personal growth leaders, as you shared before, to become transformational coaches. And what we find is that people, again, they, they reach this point on their journey where they've learned so much or gone through for some people, it happens very soon. And for some people, it happens later. Mm -hmm. And then they go, man, I'm feeling that call to something more. And I want to help people in some way through my own journey. And I feel like I just need more confidence and skills and support to really, first of all, discover what those gifts are and then to share them in whatever way, you know, feels right for me. But I really find in in our, our, we have a free quiz called the world changer quiz. And the reason we called it the world changer quiz is because of exactly what I was talking about is that we believe everyone 
actually has the ability and and is a world changer. If they're called Mm -hmm. on this path, then again, there comes a point where they want to share that with others. And that may be through coaching, speaking, you know, having a podcast, these kinds of things, or it may be in their own corner of the world. We have entrepreneurs and, you know, moms and all different kinds of people um, that we end up working with. So just know, I love this frame that, you know, when we're on this journey, it's helped me anyway, that it's not just for me, that everything I go through, all the challenges, all the hard days, all of that to me is like, okay, I'm going through this because there's something in this that I have to share with others, you know, whether that's my friends or the people in my case that, you know, are clients mm-hmm. and that's helped me so much in some of the most challenging times as well. Yeah. Well, so I've noticed that in my, you know, in my experience, this has, has helped my family it's helped, um, you know, like my kids, like the way that I talk to my kids about, you know, life or about their emotions or about how they're thinking, um, has completely changed, you know, it, where before, you know, I would have been like, Oh, just, you know, shake it off. You'll be fine. You know what I mean? That has a ripple effect, you know? Yeah. And, you know, now it's more like, all right, well, let's, you know, let's sit with why you feel like this right now and figure out why you really do feel like this right now. Like nobody ever taught us how to manage our emotions, how to figure out what our feelings were and why they were that you know, why we were feeling that way or have that emotion or even what, what really is an emotion. Like they don't teach that in school. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like we, and I feel like we all have this, like I was saying, this unique blueprint, this person that we were meant to be, so to speak in alignment and following your purpose is really about getting out of the way of that. And allowing that to flow through you and flow through your life, because that is when we get to live our most extraordinary life. And that is completely unique to you. There's no one like you in all the world. And our work is about, our company is called follow your aliveness. And we, we work with people around their aliveness. And actually when we're coaching and what we teach our coaches is how to actually watch people as they're speaking and where they light up literally Mm -hmm. physically light up. Those are Mm -hmm. clues and they point the way to something, to your most extraordinary life. And I find that there are, for most people, there are many things that bring us alive, but there are kind of a handful of things that bring us alive more than anything. Like, I'm curious for you, what are those, what are those two or three or four things that when you do them, you feel the most like yourself? Mm. out of anything you do and you feel like you're a conduit for something greater than yourself like it just flows through you mm. and you just get to be be that vessel is there something like that for you yeah so like you said watching people light up but it's it's help it's like watching them guiding them through the journey and then seeing like the transformation happen right in front of you, but it's the words, I think, like me talking about how they can help themselves Mm -hmm. and different tools and techniques and things that they can do to now change their own life where they never thought that they could before. Yeah. Um, that Absolutely. completely lights me up talking about how you can make your, um, how you can switch the, the flip, flip, the switch, the flip, flip, the, <laughs> flip the switch on in your mind and like how your mind works, um, with manifestation and things like that. Like the woo with the do, like that is the, mm-hmm. the, you know, tagline for this podcast is is mixing the woo with the do and the science and the you know woo are getting pretty close together at this point in in time where you know scientists are being like oh well you know we thought this was bullshit before but now we have proof that it's kind of really not you know 
And if um, I could see you right now, I bet you would be lit up, right? I Your am eyes like literally, would literally my be hands are moving, <laughs> my hands are moving, and I'm like sitting straight up in my chair. And yeah, yeah, no, I'm And definitely... you've heard that phrase, the eyes are the window to the soul. And so yeah. these are the things we all have, again, many things that make us light up, but there are those handful of things I've started to call them what makes your soul shine because literally your soul is shining out through not only your eyes, but people can feel it when they get around you or even through your voice, when they get around you and that, then to me, again, bringing this back to the spiritual of going really woo with it, which I don't always Mm -hmm. is. I believe those are where we get to be a vessel for something greater than ourselves. That's something you came into this world with this blueprint, these gifts, these, and they can be honed and discovered. And, you know, that's why people have a unique gift for coaching or working with people or sharing some kind of work. They come into our certification because not to like put something on top of, but to bring out their unique gifts through learning a proven method, right. Through learning a system. And then they go out, they combine that with what they're brilliant at and what makes their soul shine to make the impact they're here to make. And so people often, I see, if you feel that calling, this is kind of the, the, what I wanted to bring it back around to is if you feel that calling often, what stops us in the beginning, you know, maybe to coaching, maybe to something completely different modeling is one of mine. I love being on camera. So the other side of the camera, not photography, mm-hmm. but I've loved it since I was a little girl and I'm, you know, five foot five and have curves. I'm not, you know, a, a typical model body. And so I had all this stuff about it. And, and before the days of Instagram, by the way, it was like, that was like self-centered, right? You were like, why do I like to get pictures taken of me? This is not, this is weird, right? And yes. So I've struggled with this my whole life. And here I am now, 33 years old, finally embracing that and going, man, this is something that when I am in front of the camera, I am more myself than almost anywhere else in the world. When I'm coaching, I am more myself than almost anywhere else in the world. I feel like it just flows through me. I love it. And my soul shines, right? And what happens I find is that people think, well, doing that thing, shining my light at that you know, what I love to do, often people think that that's ego. They think, why would I want to be up on stage? You mentioned speaking, right? Why would I want to be up on stage in front of thousands of people? That's just my ego. And I say, no, that's the opposite of your ego. That is what you are here to do, to be a conduit for something greater. And that is actually when your ego moves aside and you've probably experienced it, right? When you're coaching, when you're here on this podcast, when you're doing the things that make your soul shine, your ego moves aside and you really feel something flows through you. And so it is just for those of you, again, whatever stage of your journey you're at, to trust those inner calls and to be on that journey of discovering what are those things that make your soul shine. And then of course, like I said, you can get support, you can get training, you can get all of that to bring those gifts out, to hone them into something like, you know, I'm, I'm decently good in front of the camera, but I would absolutely go take a class or go do things to become even more because it's something that I love to do. Mm -hmm. So, um, just, I think the ego conversation is such an important one because it's what keeps so many people playing small. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think I know that the ego is not what most people think it is either, you know, and that's another message. I, I think I know. So let me go back a little bit to, you know, when you said something just flows through you, like there have been many times where I've been talking to clients or on a live, like talking to my community or whatever, that I don't even, sometimes I don't even know what I'm saying. Like the words mm-hmm. are just coming out of me. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, I'll like almost click back into like reality for a second. And I'll be like, well, that was, that was pretty damn good. I can't believe that just came out of my mouth. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah, have you heard, have you heard the origin of the word genius? No, I don't actually know. So I just, it's so funny. I was just telling someone this story the other day and then I got an email about it. Like two days later, I was like, that's so interesting. It's obviously out there in the ether right now, but originally the, the etymology of the word genius, which we think of someone like who's really brilliant or has a high IQ, high IQ, 
but originally, I guess, in Roman culture, it was a deity that Mm. everyone had from birth, kind of like a guardian angel. Mm. And that is whatever their genius was, whatever made them stand out. It was actually came from this deity kind of bestowing it upon them. Now that's one idea and it's a little out there, Mm. but I kind of love the idea of God, the universe, greater intelligence, your higher self, whatever you want to call it flowing through you in those moments. And it is often you go into a state where you don't remember even exactly what happened, but when you, when you are doing it and when you come out of it, you're more lit up and more yourself than anything else you do in the world. Yeah. Some people are listening are going to be like, I have no idea what that is for me. Right. Some people are like, Oh yeah. When I do this thing or that thing, I I feel that way. And -hmm. those are little clues. It doesn't mean that has to be your career. It just means do more do more of the things that bring you alive and watch your life change and watch your energy change and your vitality change. And if you don't know what those things are, start to pay attention. You know, at every, we say, again, our work around aliveness at every moment, your vitality is either increasing or decreasing. Yeah. And so pay attention. When is it increasing? Yes. That, and that's the key right there to pay attention. Yes. Because we're so involved in you know everything but ourselves that we're paying attention to everything else outside of us so often that we don't even realize when we do something that really lights us up sometimes like we'll say oh that was so much fun or I had such a good time doing that I'd love to do that again or whatever it is but you don't really realize how deeply that whatever that was like fulfilled you to do. And this is why I love personal development, spirituality, you know, this kind of work, because, you know, we can come to these things on our own. I don't see personal development or coaching, for example, as a way to fix something. I see it as a way to bring out who we were always meant to be. I see it as a way to maybe help us move some of the patterns aside, some of the fears and doubts that keep us playing small or keep us stuck. But those are conditioned. Those came through our lives. We all started out as happy babies, right? And so, and that's our work is how do we bring you back more to that happy baby, but with the wisdom you've gained through your life experiences, which you gain for a reason on that hero's journey, because you're meant to somehow help others, empower others, even if it's just raising happy, healthy kids, or if it is making a huge impact in the world. And, you know, this personal development coaching for me is just, it's accelerating this process, right? It's, it's giving us the tools and the support to, to be able to do that. Like, I know you have a manifestation challenge, right? That you are doing every month, a new moon manifestation challenge. Yep. Like what a beautiful, is there an investment or what, is it free? I don't know. No, it's a for for right now it's free. So, okay. Right now it's free (laughs) as of this recording. As of this recording, it is free. You know, what a beautiful container for someone who is wanting to manifest whatever that next level of what they want in their lives. Or, I mean, I'm putting words in your mouth. I don't actually know the details of what it's about. Um, but you know, if you aren't in something like that, it's like, you can go through and you can ask yourself questions. You can journal, you can get to a lot on your own, Mm -hmm. but I just love, yeah, this work, this world, um, because the, the speed at which we can evolve into the people that we're meant to be. And it's so much more fun. You know, when you're in alignment, it doesn't mean you don't work hard. It doesn't mean like. I don't have bad days. So I'm sure you you have bad days too, right? right? It's like, I still work hard and, but I love, I feel so, I go to sleep at the end of the day going, I'm on path. I know I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. I know I'm making the impact I'm meant to make. And that, that to me is alignment. Exactly. Yes. And yeah, uh, from what you said, you know, earlier about the challenge that yes, it's, you know, learning how to manifest with moon energy, but in that, in doing that, it is learning more about yourself. It is 
It's a transformation of you because you are learning about yourself. Like you're looking at shadows. You're looking at like, there are things in there. Like we have, um, there's like three or four days that I, you know, ask them to do mirror work mm-hmm. and to actually look in the mirror every day and say their intention for the month or their what they want to manifest as if it's already done looking at themselves in the mirror eye to eye and it's uncomfortable when you do mm-hmm. it at first that's like look at like look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself i love you 10 times <laughs> seriously if you like that it's you're like oh like it it brings things up yeah and it's those are you know that's when you start to transform that's when you pull things from yourself and you're like I didn't even realize that I you know was having feelings about that or that there may be something blocking me from really truly feeling this way about myself or about me having this manifestation that I really want by the end of this month or doing the things or being the person that that um, I'm asking myself to be with the intention that I have you know put in front of myself this month I love that and you know I really strongly feel that anyone, I mean, that can benefit anyone, right? And anyone who's on their, on the path who feels that deep down calling of, you know what, I'm supposed to share something of my wisdom, my life experience, this, you know, personal development, spirituality, whatever it might be with the world is you get to, you know, do that work yourself. You get to transform yourself in order to transform others. That's why when we set out to create our certification, you know, yes, we, we teach skills and frameworks based on my mom's 35 years doing this work. And we said that we're not just going to create a coaching certification. Like, you know, there's many great ones out there, but what we saw a lot was it was kind of the school model of like study something, memorize, take a test, you know, regurgitate it on the test. And then how much did you really learn or like ask these certain questions But true transformational coaching or transformational work with people, you transform yourself first, you have to. And then because coaching or or any work you do like that, it comes from who you are. It can't be just something you do. And when you coach from that place, it's such a different space. And so we created a program where people are doing their they're, they're applying everything they learn to themselves first, and they have live support every step of the way. And even though they get certified in six months, it's a nine month program because that's the birthing time. And they are literally birthing a new version of themselves, of their, you know, businesses, of their impact, whatever it might be, and really going to that, that mastery level. And so I love that you are doing that, that deeper transformational work with people as well, because it's, it's so powerful. Yeah. And and whether you're doing it for, you know, to be a coach or you're not like, if you're just doing it for yourself, there is going to be a ripple effect, like anywhere, like you talked about before. Everyone is a world changer. Yeah. All over the place. Like you're going to be like, Oh, And then, you know, going back to like the little baby that you were when you were born, that little baby had no, no, um, no thought of that. There are not unlimited possibilities in this world. Yeah. Right. Like that baby just is like, here I am. I'm like the sponge and any, absolutely anything is possible. And that is where. I really love to help people get to the place where they really believe that. Mm. And whether that is making over a million dollars in a business or whether it's just, and I don't even want to say just because it's not a just, it is a huge thing to love yourself more, Mm. to just be 
more in tune with who you are or with nature or with anything with your kids, your spouse, whatever it is, like that's a huge, huge thing. Oh, again, the ripple effect, right? Of, of those relationships and that much more peace in the world and, and what those people, you know, when we teach our, I don't have kids yet, but you do. And my, my mom has five, right. Um, teach our kids, these, these skills and tools. I have the relationship I have, which I'm blessed to have an amazing one with my husband. We've been together over five years and, and so much of the reason I have the relationship I have is because of, of the communication tools that I was raised with. And my husband will even say to me and often does, I'm so grateful for your mom and her work because, and her method, you know, because we have such phenomenal communication. We can talk through the difficult things. We don't sweep things under the rug and he's learned so much. And of course I've learned from him as well, um, but in different ways. And just, again, the impact of that and how he gets to show up and how we get to show up as a couple. And then eventually our kids and we have couples in our lives that say like, I'm, I'm looking for my version of what you guys have. And then they go out. I just had someone text me the other day, a friend of ours. And he's, he said that to me some time ago. And he's like, I think I found her and I want you guys to meet her. And so people literally just by being in your presence, you start to like that Marianne Williamson quote, right? Like your presence begins to liberate others, more mm-hmm. you get what you want, the more you go into alignment with your soul's purpose with what you're here to do in the world. Mm-hmm. Even if you love gardening, and that's your life purpose, like there's a reason for that. And the way you show up as someone who is fully on that path will impact people just mm-hmm. by your very presence. And we have no idea what that what that ripple effect will be. Yeah, like your energy is real. And the energy you put out wherever you are is real and affects the people around you. You know, like my fiance and I, like I, I was married um, and had, you know, a lot of issues in my marriage, especially communication (laughs) was one of the Mm -hmm. big ones. So I was used to sweeping things under the rug, not saying anything, giving my power away, right? That's how I spent a lot of my marriage. And going into a new relationship, of course, if you haven't done any of the work, which I hadn't at that point, you just repeat the pattern, right? But going into this and now being on this journey and doing all the work that I have done on myself so far, like now I can sit down with my fiance and be like, Hey, you know, like I want to talk about this. Whereas before I never would have said that to my husband ever. Mm. And, you know, now I can be like, you know, I like, we actually, this is kind of a silly thing, but it's silly and not silly at the same time because it, it's still a communication thing. So the other day, I said, I went grocery shopping and I came home and I was like, oh, I made stuff to make American chop suey. Right. And he was like, oh, and I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, like, I thought you liked it. He's like, well, I don't really like it, but I eat it because you make it and I'm not going to make you feel bad. And like you cooked it. So I'm not going to not eat it. And I'm like, okay, so let's talk about this for a minute (laughs) because, um, you know, I don't want you to eat something that you don't like just because I made it. And I don't want you to think that you need to make me feel good by eating the food that I'm cooking because I feel like you're actually really just like lying you know what I mean? Mm, absolutely. So I know that it's like a weird, you know, that's a weird thing, but because one of my super powers is to like, I can, you can tell me like a sentence, like this is how I feel. And I can go really deep, really fast. I mean, I, I already kind of like have, I already know exactly what the root cause of your 
whatever your problem is, but I have to work you through it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like I can't be like, oh, you have self-worth issues because you're not ready for that when you just told me one sentence about like not liking American chop suey. You know, and I'm not saying that that's what his his pro his issue was, and he didn't have an issue. It was our communication issue. Like he thought that he needed to make me feel good by eating something that he didn't like just because I cooked it. And I was like, no, I, I love you for that, but I don't need you to make me feel good. Like I know my American chop suey's bomb. I love it. It's great. If you don't like it, you don't have to eat it. That's totally cool. I'm not going to be offended. Well, but, that you're committed to more open communication. Yeah. But before I may have been like, what do you mean you don't like it? I just spent all day cooking this. Blah, 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 blah. But now I'm just like, if you don't like it, that's cool. But I don't need you to tell me you like it or eat it to make me feel better. Or to think that you're going to make me feel good because you're eating it. I And I think that's, you know, I, I talk a lot about that with my community and, you know, my clients and people that I talk with too, is being self-sourced, you know, my happiness or me feeling good about myself, my cooking, whatever the heck it is, doesn't come from outside of me. It comes from inside of me, comes from me. I mean, is it great that, you know, I, can prepare this amazing meal and feed and nurture my family with it absolutely but and and does it make me feel good to do that yes but they're eating it and loving it isn't going to make a difference to my happiness or how I feel about being able to do those things yeah and the more you do you know more you follow your aliveness, which you've done, right? Yeah. And the more you follow that curiosity, do the things that bring you alive, the more you are filled up and can be more self-sourced. It's hard to do when you're not getting what you want in life, when things feel really hard, you know? So yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, And that is just deconditioning to recondition yourself to realize that you really are self-sourced because we've been conditioned so much to believe that it's an external, something external needs to make us happy or something external needs to make us feel a certain way when it's, you know, totally not (laughs) that at all. Mm -hmm. Because if you're waiting for something outside of you to make you feel a certain way, you could be waiting for a really long time. So when you dig deeper and get to know yourself on a deeper level and love yourself on a, on that level and be okay with just being with yourself, that doesn't mean alone. It doesn't mean don't be in a relationship. It doesn't mean hide in a corner. It just means being okay with being you and loving you just the way you are. then you're really going to see things change outside of you. And you're going to be like, oh, wow. Like, I don't really need those things to make me feel a certain way. Like I tell, I, I don't tell them all the time, but we have had, like in the past, we have had some little arguments about, you know, whatever certain relationship things, you know, in the beginning of our relationship and we've been together for 11 years and I have told him before I don't need you I want you there's a difference there's a big difference like there were times where he's been like I'm gonna leave you know like way back when and I'm like there's the door like (laughs) I love you but I I can't like I don't don't hold on to things that don't want to be around me what is the purpose of that that it's not going to make anybody happy I mean of course it was just arguments heated arguments and stupid things being said but now we don't argue like that as 
anymore. You know, like we can talk about it. Like if you really feel like something's bothering you that bad that you feel like you want to leave, then we can sit down and talk about it. And if you really want to leave, then you, you leave, you know what I mean? But it takes a lot to get to the, that point, especially with all the conditioning that we've had in our lives, possibly in our families and any other authority figures or, you know, even our jobs, our church, our schools or anywhere. We've all been conditioned in a specific certain way. And when we get to the place where we can really understand ourselves inside and be happy with that, then you're going to see. It's like a whole nother world opens up and you're like, where the hell did this just come from? Like, what did I just step into? Absolutely. Getting back to that happy baby. Yes, that happy baby. Yeah, 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 exactly. Happy baby. Like that happy baby is going, whoa, where did, <laughs> what just happened? It just got really light. What's going on here? <laughs> so I know that I just, you know, talked about five minutes into that, but it's important, I think, to understand that being self-sourced is, will completely change your life and, and transform you into an expanded version of yourself where, you know, things don't bother you as much as they used to. Um, people's opinions and judgments don't really matter anymore. Um, and it's like a, a this freedom that most of us have never felt unless we do this work on ourselves. Love it. So, <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that you would love to say to just like button this up and make this a complete episode, McKenna? Mm. I would just say, listen to the call of your soul, listen to your longings, mm. to that little whisper, that voice inside that's saying, there's something more and then explore and be patient with yourself. It's a journey. It takes time. You know, I know when I go through evolutionary, I'm, we're always evolving, but I do notice that there's these periods where it's I'm in the mush is what I call it. Like yeah. butterfly in the cocoon, you know, and mm -hmm. when I'm going through those times, it's, I know it's going to be hard and it's going to feel like, you know, like nothing's working. It's like you're stretching out of this cocoon that you don't fit in anymore. And that's okay. I've come to surrender to that and just say, okay, I know there's something on the other side of this. I trust that I'll spread my wings and what's here for me. And just asking those questions, getting support. I have multiple coaches. I'm always in programs and, and, mm -hmm. you know, really trusting my own intuition in terms of who to work with. And, and, um, and so just listen to that, or if you want to do it through journaling or spirituality, there's many different paths and follow that, follow that call. Even when it's scary, it's going to be scary, but the what's on the other side is so much more, I don't know, beautiful, peaceful, aligned, free, and there's free, there's, there's nothing quite like that feeling. So Trust mm. yourself. You have unique gifts. You are not, you know, everyone else isn't blessed with all these gifts and you have nothing to, to offer the world. You are a beautiful butterfly. Yes. <laughs> and um, yeah, so trust, follow that call. And if you'd like to connect, I'm here. Yeah. Let us know where we can connect with you. Absolutely. So I want to share that quiz with you that I talked about the world changer quiz. I think it's a really fun exploratory tool. Find out what is your world changer profile kind of starts to tap into some of those unique gifts. And I want to give a couple other freebies as well. So I'm going to make a special page just for you. 
um, for your audience. It'll be followyouraliveness.com slash badass. Awesome. I love that. All right. I'll make sure that's in the show notes. And is there social media where we can follow you? Absolutely. I'm on Instagram, McKenna Sage. You can spell it M-A-K-E-N-A-S-A-G-E. I'd love to connect there. Awesome. And as my listeners know, they know what's coming next. Screenshot this episode, tag us on Instagram stories. Tell us what your aha moments were, what you took away, what a new perspective that maybe you got. Um, and DM us if you have questions, if you just want to say hi, if you want more information on how to work with McKenna or I, please send us messages and we love to answer them. I answer mine, myself, McKenna, do you, um, absolutely answer your own messages? I know some people, some people don't. So I always Mm -hmm. ask, um, yeah, I see everyone. I read everyone and I respond to everyone. So Thank you again, McKenna, for being here. This was a really great conversation. And thank you for having me. I'm really excited to to get this message out. So my spiritual badasses, we will see you in the next episode. But if you could manifest any desire you want faster without overwhelm, frustration, self-doubt, guilt, or self-sabotage, maybe you feel guilty for feeling that way, for wanting more. Like your life's pretty good and you should be grateful for everything that you already have. I mean, you've heard that statement your whole life, right? I know I did. Listen, your intuition ain't lying. There is so much more and you get to have and do anything you want while being so super grateful for where you are right now. And while most people are busy settling for mediocre, you know you deserve more and you're so ready to create your one of a kind life where you get to have it all. And it will all be yours because you'll know what most people don't. The best kept manifesting secret weapon, moon manifesting. Join me free for the 30-day moon manifestation mastery challenge and learn how to tap into the moon's natural, powerful energy to bring you what you want faster. Just go to newspiritualbadass.com slash moon-manifestation-challenge and sign up today. Seriously, it's free. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. See you there.